0: night protection services for making this podcast possible and all the support they provide our cause hey guys how's it going thank you for tuning in to another episode on the surviving to thriving podcast today we have christy cronin with us she is a nurse practitioner so i'm very excited to have her on because i think she's a huge resource especially in the domestic violence world but a little bit about her is she's been married for nine years. She's got two kids. She lives in Florida, goes to, or went to the University of South Florida and got her bachelor's there. And then um, basically a nurse practitioner is um, a master's in nursing, essentially in cardiology. Um, And then the awesome, huge thing is that she's got her book launching Um, in January, February timeframe called Black Balloons, and I'm going to have her go into what that's all about. Um, She's huge on uh, women's empowerment and tackling anxiety and depression, so I'm really excited to have you on the show, Christy. Let's go into your bio a little bit, family, how'd you get started in being a nurse and things like that? Of course. First of all, thank you so
1: much for having me. I feel honored to be here and have this conversation with you. But yeah, I um I kind of grew up always wanting to become a nurse. It was something that our our family is very medical. So I had a lot of influence as far as that goes um, and was first exposed to nursing when I was about 13 years old. And I started volunteering in the hospital because my mom encouraged me and got me in. And that was kind of my first foot in the door with all of it. Um, and at that point, I really did believe that that's what I wanted to do with my life. So I kind of figured that out early. However, the path to getting there was not as straightforward as what I would have liked. <laughs> but when you come out on the other side of that, you grow from it. You realize that you're stronger, you can overcome and that sometimes when things are laid out perfectly for you, it's you know, you, it might not be the way that it was supposed to be. So right. May make it harder. (laughs) Right, exactly. So all of the deviations have really grown me and um, I'm so grateful to be where I'm at. But yeah, like you said, I had um, got my bachelor's in nursing and then ended up going on uh, for my master's degree. Nurse practitioners have um, a master's and then we're all certified. So um, I'm certified through um, the American Academy of Nurse Practitioners in adults and gerontology practice. So
0: Okay, awesome. So you started out in cardiology. Are you still in cardiology or do you do both that and I know you do primary care as well?
1: Yeah, so as a nurse, I actually started in cardiology. It was kind of always my biggest passion. So I was really lucky to get my foot in the door and have that job as an RN. Um, And then that spiraled into kind of wanting to go on and do more. And then after I got my master's and certified as an NP, I started in primary care. So I did uh, primary care for about five years. I loved it. It's amazing work. I was pushed, grown, and learned so much. But cardiology has also always still been one of my biggest passions and an opportunity opened up for me to shift back into that space. So that's where I'm at now as a nurse practitioner.
0: Nice. I know a lot of people kind of get confused about what a nurse practitioner is. Do you want to kind of explain a little bit about what you do, what you, like your daily life is kind of like? <laughs>
1: Absolutely. And thank you for the opportunity to (laughs) elaborate on this because it's so important. Um, So like we said, a nurse practitioner is an advanced practice nurse. So we have um, an extra two years of education plus clinical experience. So we go through specific clinical rotations while we're in that program. And then we go on to certify. So in the realm of primary care, we actually function very similarly to um, a physician or a physician's assistant. It's just that our education and training is a little bit different, but we practice under our own license. In Florida, we have full prescriptive authority. There are limits on the certain amount of times that we can give certain meds, but we do have the ability to prescribe Order all the testing that we need, and then we collaborate with our physician um, in our patient care. But essentially, we function very independently.
0: Okay, yeah, awesome. I'm glad you said that because I know a lot of people don't know that you do have the power to write prescriptions and do all of that. When people hear nurse, they don't think that you're able to do that. So I'm glad that you mentioned that because it Absolutely. can be huge, especially in primary care world as a female and having that and being able to talk to people and have the female perspective and a lot of times they don't want to tell their male doctors about anything that's going on so it's awesome that there's that power to be able to do that and not have to go through an extra like two years of, four years of schooling and being that much more debt.
1: <laughs> yeah, it is. It's actually a really beautiful career choice, I have to say. And to, to what you've said, it it's, it's kind of neat because we do things a little bit differently. While we can function very similarly to a physician, um, I think our approach is different. So we tend to look at the the whole person. So mind, body, spiritually, everything. And we want to take all of those things into consideration and we want to be approachable. We want to take that time with our patients. So for us, I think it's, it's still rooted in nursing. We really care to make that connection. So for people out there who might be searching for a provider and they aren't really sure where to start, maybe kind of connecting with an NP might be a great consideration for them.
0: Yeah. So I know earlier we talked about how, obviously this is the Surviving a Thriving podcast and we talk about domestic violence and things like that. So you were telling me that a lot of times you were the first person that somebody opened up to about what was going on in their home. Do you want to kind of talk on that and how that experience was for you and kind of what you think um, other women could do in, in, when they find somebody who's in the medical world?
1: Yes. So, um, and that might be even a little surprising that as um, a primary care provider, we're one of the first people, but it actually happened more often than one would think. And we are uh, trained in it. So we have to go through domestic violence training, every license renewal. So that's something that's very important to our field and to us as nurses. And again, we want to build that rapport with our patients. So we want to have those open lines of communication and be able to discuss the hard things, be able to come to us with whatever you're facing. And we want to be able to give you that space to do it. So Um, I think over time, I was able to build a good rapport with a lot of my patients. I knew all sorts of things about them from their pets and their travel and what their family looks like. And you kind of walk through some of the highest of highs and lowest of lows with people, which is something that's really beautiful and unique to primary care. Um, And I think in developing those relationships, some women would begin to feel comfortable and would finally say, you know what, Um, there is something that I want to talk to you about. And I'm not really sure where to go with this or how to approach this, but I really feel like I need to let you know what's going on.
0: Yeah. So what are the responsibilities as a nurse nurse practitioner for domestic violence? Are you a mandated reporter or does HIPAA kind of shield you from having to go to the police? What is that like? It does. It's important for us to give
1: the woman options. So we want to provide resources and also remember that we're there as a resource for them. And the biggest thing is that we want to keep them safe and protected. So if they are ready to step forward, if they are ready to report and go down that road, we're able to help facilitate that for them.
0: Nice. I know that's a lot of people's fears is telling somebody and then they immediately tell the police when they're not ready to go down that road at all. They just want an ear to listen to and you know know that they have a safe option if and when the time comes that they, they're ready to leave.
1: Absolutely, and I think that's the biggest thing is continuing to maintain that safe space to have these discussions and also not lose them to follow up. So you want them comfortable talking to you so that they continue to come back and see you and you can continue to work on things with them
0: definitely i know that you have a youtube channel which is awesome and (laughs) exciting and i was watching it earlier today actually and i know a huge part of your whole lifestyle is um, women's empowerment and dealing with anxiety and depression and um, how that manifests in women specifically how did you get started in wanting to focus on that? you know were there any things that that hit you that really wanted you wanted to give the resources for that, or was it just um seeing it every day in, in the NP life so I, I am through um,
1: mental health is something I'm extremely passionate about because I think we're we're moving in the right direction, but there's still not quite enough education and enough light shed on it yet. and I think a lot of times we As we walk through anxiety or depression, we feel very alone. We think that we're the only person experiencing it and we're really scared of how people are going to view us or what they're going to think of us and the stigma that could be attached to it. So reflecting on my life and my experiences, I have struggled with anxiety and depression and it kind of became something I really wanted to be open about because I think it's really easy to look at someone's life and just think, oh, they they have it all. This is so great. Everything is going well for this person. Like, How could they ever be sad? And the truth is that um, it can happen more than you would think. And I just think it's really important to bring light to that and let women know that you're not alone in this there are resources and you can overcome it it's you're going to grow from this you're going to get stronger and it's going to be in your own way and in your own space and i want to give women the ability to embrace that and know that they are unique they're special and their journey is so specific to them
0: yeah i think that's amazing because I mean, if you if you look at your life from the outside, you're married, you have two kids, you've got, you know, you're a successful career woman, you've got a book coming out. And then to know that you still deal with these things, I think is awesome that you have come to a place where you can acknowledge it and help other women acknowledge it in themselves. Yeah. And I think it's
1: important to let people know that it's work. Like I, I mean, every day it's it's work to not go back to that place and to continually be working on your mindset and working on your growth and just ways to keep yourself uplifted. It doesn't just go away. Like you have to continue to work on it. And I think it's important to let people know that and that underneath what you know the perfection of our world and what we see. That we're all human, and we're a lot more alike than I think what people would would really think.
0: Yeah, I, I think mindset is such a huge thing. Zach and I talk about it all the time. Um, it's definitely doesn't matter what you're trying to achieve in life if your mindset is not in doing that achievement, it's never going to happen. And so I think that um, I love that you bring it up. I've had a lot of people on the show bring up mindset because I think it's just so key to Moving forward in life, and, and not not forgetting, not moving past, but moving forward, um, in whatever you're dealing with in life, is this what your book is going to be about, or do you have a little bit, or does it go in a different direction?
1: Um, it does include this. So there are chapters that discuss anxiety and depression. There are chapters that discuss marriage and heartbreak and friendship. I talk a lot about family and what we've walked through in our family and what it's been like to overcome that. What broken relationships look like and that, you know, not everyone is necessarily meant to be rectified or in a, in a place of continuity where you are continuing in relationship with that person or with that parent. I'm very lucky that I do, that I have a relationship with my dad, even after all of the things that we've gone through. And I'm so proud of him for his growth and where he's at. So I also want to shed light on things like that. Like just, that it you know, no matter what you have been through, like those things are there to grow you. You're gonna come out stronger. It's gonna take time and it's gonna take work and effort. But if somebody like me can do it, then anybody can. I just really want to send that message and, and let women know that that they have it in them.
0: They do. Were your friends and family supportive you said, you know, that you you talked about your dad and the personal struggles you went through. Was he supportive of you kind of airing out everybody's dirty laundry in a book or? So this is
1: hard, that's that's a hard question. And this was something that I've had to like learn and work through and for anyone that's thinking about ever going down this road or that sort of thing, I mean, I encourage it because your story is worth telling 100%, um, but you do have to be sensitive to the people that you're gonna be including. So it is something that I had to sit down with both him and my mom and discuss and see you know, how they felt about it. And they did, you know, they have been so supportive because I think they know that the premise behind it is just to help other people to help people think back and reflect on their lives to grow from the things that they're going through and to see you know in each of our situations where we've been and where we are now and just that we're continuing to move forward so I think that they were able to see the good in all of it and I actually when you do something like this because this is something I didn't know so I've want to tell people about it because if you're ever thinking about sharing things about your life when you include somebody like that you actually have to have notarized permission from them (laughs) to move forward with something like this so um, I did have to sit both my parents down and say you know this is kind of serious I just want to make sure that you guys are okay with it and both of them were willing to sign and have been so supportive which
0: is amazing That is awesome. Um, So you've been married for nine years. Was your, has your husband been very supportive of, you know, kind of (laughs) talking about marriage struggles and and everything in that?
1: He is too, which is really funny because he is not a reader. So I did tell him, I'm like, I think it's really important that you read all of this, like cover to cover to make sure that you are fine with things that I'm saying and what I'm divulging about our marriage and our life and the struggles that we've had and he said the same thing. He said, you know, our goal here is to let people know that they're not alone and marriage is not easy. We didn't get to this 9-year mark by just floating through life. Like it's taken a lot of effort on both of our parts and we're still growing. We still have so far to go. But I think that he really realized that it it's for the greater good and we want to we want to be able to help people and relate to people. So he's actually been really supportive of it as well.
0: That's awesome. I think that's great. That's one of the reasons why we're doing this podcast is to show people that they're not alone, that there are people out there that have been through the same thing, have come out better on the other side and are willing to be, you know, a resource for people and that, you know, they have options whether or not they are ready to leave their abuser or they just want to have something to listen to in the car, you know, on on the way to wherever they're going. And I think that that's awesome that you've, um, created a space as well for that.
1: Absolutely. And what you guys are doing is so important. You want women to know that they, they have this space and the information that you're providing, they can take that and they can use that and they can use it in the way that they feel fit. So I think it's really beautiful what you guys are doing. It's so, so important.
0: Yeah. I kind of want to get a little bit personal and it can be yourself or others or any other, or something maybe you saw in, in, um, Career wise, but circling back to anxiety and depression, how did that manifest for you or somebody that you've seen? I know it's completely different for everybody and how they deal with um, the symptoms and what symptoms they have of depression and anxiety. So how did that come about for you? They
1: are actually they're separate things, but a lot Mm -hmm. of times anxiety and depression travel together. And a lot of times we might not actually know what is happening to us when we're experiencing these things. And that was the case for me. I had my first panic attack when I was in middle school. And I, at that time, really didn't realize what was happening to me. Um, But my symptoms are physical. I got really, really sick to my stomach. And that was something that came out of left field and I had no idea what was happening to me. It was very confusing. And then as that went on, I started to explore that a little more and it continued happening. That's the thing with anxiety is it's different than just your normal stress type situations. It's something that kind of builds over time and it typically does unfortunately get a little bit worse. Um, So it's important that we realize those red flags and we kind of see that in ourselves and take note and say, okay, this, this is a change, this isn't quite right. And when you can realize that, that's when you step into being able to maybe admit that something could be going on. For me, that took a long time. And the depression kind of came in around the same time and built and got a little bit worse. And that's the same thing. It's a little bit more than just your typical run of the mill sadness. Like you had a bad week, things are really stressful and you're feeling really down. Depression is something that's deeper and it lingers. So it's defined by having these deep feelings of sadness for more than a two week time period. And again, they usually do go hand in hand. So a lot of times when we're feeling depressed, then all of a sudden we get anxious about being depressed. We're like, oh my gosh, why am I feeling this way? There's got to be something wrong with me. Am I going crazy? What if I tell somebody and they think, what is wrong with her? Or I admit that I've actually been thinking about ending my life. What is someone going to say to that? I mean, there's so many layers to all of that, but the important part is kind of being able to realize it and then finding someone or, you know, there's got to be at least one person in your life that you know well and that you can go to honestly and that will hopefully sit down with you, embrace you, show you love, and help you take those next steps to start working on things.
0: Yeah. So what steps, I mean, you said it started in middle school. That's got to be terrifying for a 10 to 14-year-old, depending on where you were in that life, to have to deal with that. So what steps have you taken from then until now to be okay with dealing with either one of them and then as well as going forward and becoming a nurse practitioner, writing a book, you know, doing all these things because I know that writing a book had to bring out loads (laughs) of anxiety and the release and everything. So like being able to do all of these amazing things, knowing that you're going to have you know, the potential to have another um, breakdown or something.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So um, for me, counseling has been really important. And I do want to shed some light on that and let people know that counseling is beautiful and healthy and good. And it might take some time to find that right person that you connect with and that you feel that you're able to fully let it all out with. But there is so much strength and beauty in doing that. Because when you find that person that you can be completely open with and know that you're not being judged, know that you're able to just let them know your deepest, darkest things and that they can give you objective, open information into how to work through that, how to take those steps, they'll likely give you some homework. And if you take that seriously and you really do the things that they're asking of you, it it makes a huge difference. And you start to see these little changes in yourself. And it it is, it's gradual. Like all of this takes time. And for me, like there was plenty of times where I was put in counseling as a kid and as a teenager and I did not take it seriously. I just was like this is this is dumb. I don't want to be here. Like I felt very forced into all of it. And then through growth and through time you start to realize oh my gosh, I'm being given the permission to say anything I want to this person. And it's not gonna leave this room, this is actually kind of okay because outside of that, like you're not always given that. You might say something to a friend and it doesn't stay there, it goes other places, or there can be judgment that comes back, and that's not always their intention, but it happens. And then in counseling, you don't you don't have that. You're able to really just be open and that person can give you the guidance and the steps that you need to make the right
0: changes to, to get to a much healthier place. Definitely. I just have like one more kind of prodding question. So for those that are listening to this and not watching it on the YouTube channel, they can't see that you're hiding in a closet right now. <laughs> <laughs> but you are hiding because you have two young, young kids. And so what's it like having to, have you had to explain to them um, what, it, what this is like, what is happening to mom or anything like that? What, it, what is it like having two young kids and having to deal with Uh, depression and anxiety
1: yeah so um with them I know it's it's interesting because a lot of this is going to eventually come out for them and they're going to learn about our family and all of the dynamics of everything and um, my son is he's actually turning seven on New Year's Eve and it's funny to see him starting to piece things together like he starts to ask questions about like you know, how, why he has several different grandparents or just different things like that. So you just have to like navigate that carefully. I don't give them too much at this point, And I know eventually those conversations are going to happen and come up. But I think the biggest thing is that, um, you have to be healthy for yourself. If you aren't healthy for yourself, you cannot care for anybody else. So you kind of have to put that up, a little higher. And I know that that's hard for us as women because we're constantly looking out for everybody else. We're caretakers. Yes. Whether that's your partner or your children or just, you know, friends, anything, we tend to put ourselves a lot lower on the totem pole, but I want to give you guys permission to put yourself up at the top. Because I think that that's extremely important and then that's key. And then other things start to flow and fall into place. And then you can care for your kids. You can care for the other people in your life a little better. And then I think that those conversations will come and flow a little bit easier as long as too, like when you're in your most healthy place, you're able to navigate things a little bit better.
0: Definitely. I want to thank you for sharing a personal story and your personal story because I know a lot of our listeners have been through that, maybe in a career where, you know, they can't discuss, you know, or it's taboo to discuss domestic violence or, you know, having your own mental health issues when you're trying to treat somebody else's mental health issues. And, you know, I know a lot of women are going to be able to be impacted from this. So I know that we got a little bit personal, but I really want to thank you for allowing that to happen. And, Trying and tying it back into surviving to thriving in our counseling services. I think it's awesome that you pointed that out because I think so many people are afraid to go to counseling. They think it's so frowned upon and that it's so taboo and that people are just going to make fun of them for being in counseling and especially teenagers and young adults and and things like that. But I think it is so key to be in it. And we're hopefully going to be providing that as well to um, our women. So I just want to throw that out there that I think it's awesome that a powerful woman who's got all these things going for her can still, you know, can still be going to counseling and still be okay and you know it's not the end of the world. Oh. No. Yeah, I fully admit it. I think that it's important to
1: let people know that and I think that I'm much healthier because of those things and because of the counselors that I've had and the the people that I've leaned on that are older, wiser in different places and have been able to speak a lot of life into me. Those those people are extremely
0: important definitely. We are, I'm wanting to, not we, (laughs) Um, I'm wanting to definitely start a counseling kind of book club type of thing with the women that are going to be in our programs. And I just want to kind of circle back into your book and talk a little bit about it. I know that we touched on, you know, that it's got all of these different things, but what is it going to provide for women kind of a little bit, just more specifically, that's kind of what I'm getting at. <laughs> yeah,
1: no, absolutely. So, um, just to kind of give a little insight into what it is, it is called black balloons, and that is a metaphor for the really difficult and unexpected things that come into our lives. So these these can be this can be anything, and they're going to be different for every person. So the ones that I write about may not relate, but I what my hope is is that women can take it and say, you know what, I didn't go through this, but now I can reflect on this other really difficult thing that I've been walking through. And now I have permission to quote unquote, pop this black balloon, to overcome it, to release it, to be done with it, to be set free from it. And yeah, these things are going to continue to be there. And I kind of equate it to sometimes those balloons will try to reinflate. But with all the tools to keep them deflated and to keep them popped, you're able to. So it is, it's, it's a process for me. I just, with, with everything that I've walked through and things like that, faith has been a big part of it. So I encourage women to explore your spirituality. Um, I have found so much strength in that. That's been the core of so much of my growth and who I am. So that's something that I want to share as well. And I just want to encourage people to know that they're able to overcome. You are not limited and you you can do anything. You can. I, I mean, I'm proof of that. It's When you look at it that way, I wouldn't have ever said I'd be sitting here talking about a book that I wrote, but I was able to use life experience and glean on all of that. Anybody can do that. Anyone can.
0: Definitely. I think it's awesome, the the women empowerment. It's It's just such a huge thing that doesn't come often. Uh, We are definitely, you know, viewed as the weaker sex and as, you know, people who can't fend for themselves and always need a man to rely on and all this thing. So I definitely think that having a female talk about how she's overcome all of these things is going to be really powerful for a lot of people. Mm -hmm.
1: And get, and just like you, you have permission, like go hard ladies you are not held back by anything and just know that.
0: Yeah, definitely. Now that you've got your book out, what's your next steps? What are you doing moving forward? How are you going to top this next <laughs> I
1: know. And I think that's funny. It's been a, an interesting question to answer because I don't have like a full plan in place. I think I really just wanted to put out there, you know, and be open about the things that I've gone through and be able to share that and also just connect with other women in any way that I can. So whether that's through doing these podcasts, which have been such an amazing opportunity, just having these conversations and being able to connect with other women online, that's been huge too. Like I I love hearing other people's stories and being able to relate to people. So my hope is to continue speaking doing podcasts, and just being able to encourage and um, hopefully be a resource for for other women throughout their lives and throughout the things that they're walking through.
0: What was it like writing a book? Would you ever consider writing a a second one or was it just so incredibly insane that you're like, nope, one and done. (laughs) I mean, I've definitely thought I've been one and
1: done plenty of times in this process. Like my poor husband, like every other week I'd be like, why did I do this? Why (laughs) did I do this? But, um, totally, totally worth it. And when you kind of get, it's like anything, like you're going to hit roadblocks. You're going to be discouraged in so many ways. You're going to think I'm never going to get there. But then when you finally do you realize how worth it. It was all of the growth that's come through doing this, all of the good that's come out of doing it. And I, you know, writing is kind of a part of you when you, if it's something that you truly enjoy and embrace and, um, you use in your daily life which it's something that I do I love to journal and that's where a lot of this has kind of come from I think writing stays with you you just want to continue doing it so I definitely can see doing it again to my husband's dismay I do think I'm not done (laughs) so
0: that's awesome (laughs) Um, do you have an online community for black balloons or have you thought about doing one I do. Um, As the book releases, I will
1: be opening up a Facebook page. And my hope is that it'll just be a great community of women that are there to encourage one another, um, a place where we can share, we can lift each other up, we can network, we can help each other out, promote each other, like anything really. Yeah, I'm planning on launching that as soon as the book is out.
0: Awesome. That's exciting. I think that's such a huge promotion platform that people don't think about and just not even a promotion, but just a way to connect with other people, you know, network and and build, you know, your community for everything, because online social media is such a huge thing now. I think a lot of people forget that you can do these Facebook groups.
1: Yeah, I think the groups thing has been Something really helpful for me because social media for me is hard, which is, you know, for everyone. I think we all at some level have this love hate relationship with it. But I will say, like, some of the groups that I'm in have been the reason that I have not wanted to cut it out completely. So um, if I'm able to provide that to even a few other women, then awesome. I'm so excited to do it.
0: Yeah, definitely. So I have um, a few questions that I ask every person that comes on the podcast. Um, So I'm going to get into those. And so the first one is, what would the old new, or what would the new you say to the old you? That
1: you're, you're going to get through it. It's going to be okay. Everything is going to be okay. And that's something that I have to cling to throughout the whole process of life, that everything is temporary.
0: Definitely. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I think that's a huge one because a lot of people think that they only have, or whatever's going on right now is what their entire life is going to be like. And it it keeps them stuck. You're you're right. If you have that mindset, again, mindset's huge. If you have that mindset, then you will be stuck there the entire time. You have to have the mindset to know that Mm -hmm. you'll overcome it. You'll be good on the on the Mm -hmm. other side. All right. Our second question is: What is um, a recommendation for our listeners besides your book um, that has helped you through a tough time um, as a woman and has given you extra strength? Uh, Book, quote, podcast, anything.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So one of my favorite podcasts is called Born to Impact. It's a great one because it's it's very motivational, but it's also very real. Their conversations have been huge for me. Um, Book-wise, um, I like Lisa Turkers. She's one of my favorite authors. So anything by her. Um, Uninvited is a great one. Um, that was a book that definitely spoke to me because I think as women, we all feel that. We all feel unwelcomed and uninvited in different situations. So it kind of gives you permission to feel that way, but also how to navigate it and overcome it.
0: Yeah, definitely. All right. And the last question is how can our readers or our listeners um, find you on um, social media?
1: On Instagram, I'm at Christy Lee Cronin. And then on Facebook, I'm Christy Cronin. And I love to connect. So send me messages. Love to get back to you and get
0: to know people. So please. Awesome. Christy, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and spreading your wisdom. I'm super excited for this book launch and um, to, to read exactly what you're talking about because I think it's an amazing um, thing that you are putting out into the universe. So thank you for coming on the podcast.
1: Well, thank you for having me. I feel honored to be here. It's been an awesome conversation and I'm excited for
0: it to get out into the world. If you or anyone you know has been victimized by domestic violence, please reach out to us for resources and ways our organization can help you. You can find us on social media at 2ThrivingATL, T-O-Thriving-A-T-L, or online at 2Thriving.org.